perfectionism, the fear hidden under somewhat a fancy title, fear of failure, fear of being judged by others, fear of not being good enough, resulting in anxiety, frustration, burnout and depression. From OCD to eating disorders and social anxiety, perfectionism lies at the core of many psychological issues. Another problem with pursuing perfection is that you'll never be happy with what you have achieved because you dismiss any achievements that you've worked hard for. Welcome to I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here. I'm Eileen Webb and in the past nine years I've helped countless amount of people overcome anxiety and distress, gain confidence and feel more empowered to live happier lives. In this series I will be interviewing the suffering as well as the recovering perfectionists to gain insight to the problems that the rigid perfectionist thinking can cause and discuss the tools and techniques that would help overcome perfectionism and take control of your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast so we can reach more people to help. I am so proud to introduce my guest this week, who is an amazing photographer and artist, Josiah Jones, all the way from Arizona, USA, who is also a web and graphics designer. Josiah shares open-heartedly with us his inspiring story of how perfectionism affected his creative and artistic side when it came to publishing his art and how procrastination could spill over to neglecting other areas of his life. Hello, Josiah. Thank you for joining us today all the way from Arizona. Hey, thank you so much for having me today, Eileen. I really appreciate it. It's 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 a pleasure, absolute pleasure. So we we talked about um that this podcast is all about perfectionism. Right. We looked at that. Right. So what is perfectionism for you? How would you how would you describe that? Sure. Yeah. So I I used to think that perfectionism was, you know, a good thing. I used to mm-hmm. kind of strive for perfectionism, uh, wanting to have, you know, great attention to detail and having higher standards. And uh, I think it, it's really only been recently that I've realized that it's, uh, you know, setting unrealistic expectations uh, for myself and, you know, maybe trying too hard or needing too much control. And I think that that can often be driven by, um, you know, the fear of failure or um, judgment from others. And it could just be, you know, it causes overthinking and overanalyzing and kind of that um, paralyzed by by overanalyzing kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that Um, was... Yes, I, I remember that uh, paralysis of analysis. Yes. Yeah, I think Churchill has also uh, some quote about perfectionism is nothing but um, paralysis of action, right. something something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's only recently that I've kind of, and I think, you know, your, your podcast did kind of help me realize that a, a bit where I'm, 
uh, recognizing how perfectionism gets in my way and that it's not allowing me to be uh, fully myself or getting as much work done as I could be or, you know, a whole multitude of um, issues that fall out from it as a result. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely learning to uh, to overcome that. And it's a work in progress. <laughs> well, that that's amazing that that you have, you know, you believed before it was a positive thing, attention to detail. It was a good thing. And then over time, and I'm so pleased that this podcast have been helpful as well to to kind of see uh, what's happening. Uh, and that it, it is causing you fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of um, um, not doing it properly and, and and procrastinating, wasting time, not getting the job done as you would. Mm, that, that's right. really interesting. Yeah. Amazing yeah. reflection, uh, I would say. So let's have a look at, you know, the areas that you find that fear is quite strong what areas would you would you say is it is it in every aspect of your life Uh, or are there certain areas that you find affected a lot more by the by this fear of failure fear of judgment um, procrastination Mm. yeah that's a really good question Uh, I, I definitely find that it's it is really impacting my artistic life and my creative endeavors. I, I find myself being overly critical of my work or being, you know, maybe too picky about what I'm willing to share with my friends or with my family or what I will print or publish. And so that kind of stops me before I even start. I don't really get a great move on things, especially if it's a uh, a hand painting, you know, or, or something where you're actually putting in you know, labor to do it. And then that that can kind of, uh, I can get in my head about that stuff pretty easily. With photography, it's a little bit easier. I like to just go out and take photos. But then when it comes to actually publishing the work, you know, I kind of trip myself up. And so I think that, you know, trying to recognize that, or, or rather, yeah, recognizing that it's what I'm doing is good enough and what I'm doing is okay. And if I want to do it just for me, that's perfectly fine too. Um, but that kind of hesitation also spills over into my business where, you know, in my web design business, I realized that I could be writing more and sharing more uh, information and education with my clients and with my prospects online. But then I'm always concerned about how I'm going to be perceived by my peers or people who I've met in the industry who are already more successful than me, mm-hmm. you know, and so I kind of start spinning my wheels and trying to figure out where do I fit in instead of just doing the work that I know I could be good at. And then it kind of creates this like separation of identities where I've got this one side that's my creative artistic side and then the other side that's my business side and trying to figure out how to connect them and yeah, so it creates a lot of different problems, but um, yeah, so I think in in both my you know creative life and in my work life, it's it's affecting me. Okay, that's that's really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, 
everyone, I'm sure all our audience really appreciates um, how you feel about <clears throat> your creative, your creative life and um, how uh, critical you are uh, about the standards of the work that you, you you create and the fear that comes with it when you're going to publish it or you know when you finish a painting um and and work wise as well are there any other areas how how about relationships um how do you find uh, within your relationship or you know or, or your home life um or or uh, the way the order you you have things in order and so on do you do you find there are any other areas or are these the two main areas for you oh yeah yeah you i mean great points to bring those things up right because i think the perfectionism and specifically how procrastination that is a result of perfectionism that can have all kinds of effects in my life right and so if i end up you know, procrastinating on a project because, you know, I know that I want to make it perfect. And then I end up working too hard on that project for a week or a day or, you know, however long it takes, uh, then, you know, my environment can start to become cluttered or I can start to neglect other areas of my life that I think are important. And so, yeah, it definitely has a spillover effect where maybe I'm not so picky about you know, relationships and communications within relationships per se, but it, it does affect also my, you know, I guess with uh, how I communicate via email as well and all kinds of, you know, yeah, so there's a lot of different things. <laughs> That's interesting. So how, how do you mean when it, when it affects the way you communicate via email? What do you mean by that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, I think that I'll, I'll tend to, there's a couple things that, that come to mind. Um, I'll either tend to see, okay, here's a, here's an email and it's going to require some work. And so rather than replying to it right away, I'll put it off. And then, so that can delay my communication because I know that I have to do something that's associated with that email. And I want to be able to get that thing done and tell the person I got the thing done instead of, oh, I'm working on it kind of, you know? And so I'm, I think the perfectionism side of me wants to be achieved and have it, have the results done. But, you know, so there's that kind of delaying uh, the communication and, and that's a problem I've recognized where I'm trying to just email more frequently um, as things are in progress but also uh, I also very much tend to uh, add a lot of detail uh, get way too much into the weeds with detail and spend too much time on emails when the recipient <laughs> isn't going to spend that much time reading the email doesn't want all the detail you know, and so I'm kind of wasting my own time and their time. And I'm recognizing that I need to just be more short and concise and to the point. And if it's going to be something longer then maybe make a phone call or, you know, something where it's going to make more sense and be more engaging than just a one-sided uh, wall of text. <laughs> yeah, so you, you put a lot more details, a lot more details into your writing the email sure yeah. what's happening is that 
Yeah, okay. And uh, actually, uh, last month, um, in, in in the past few months, we had uh, Julia Kutu, who, uh, who has been corporate manager for many, many years, over 20 years, I think. And she was explaining to us how it, how you manage, how she learned to manage perfectionists in her mm. team. And what you're mm -hmm. saying is interesting about detail, uh, because she was saying, if I have a perfectionist in my team, I know it's going to take longer time to get the project delivered to me, but it will also be very, very detailed. <laughs> so she said, if I want details, I will give it to the perfectionist in my team. If I just want it done here and now and 80% is okay, or even 60% is okay, then I'll give it to just anybody who's okay. Yeah, that's good enough. So what you're saying to me is you feel that that email has to have a lot of details and to be in a way for you to feel perfect? Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, maybe it's not about me feeling perfect, but maybe the communication being effective enough or clear enough or having trans um, or conveyed enough information so that the point is clear right and yeah so that it yeah. doesn't make sense. you know kind of yeah including too much detail instead of just the important information i think yeah and uh yeah i think that's so there is no space for misunderstanding or not being clear or, or clarifying stuff enough right right yeah so that if i i try to maybe answer questions in advance or you know, and then it also comes to wording things the right way. So a single sentence could be retyped a few times or, you know, it's like it's too much. And so I'm trying to get better at just getting my thoughts out there and getting them sent and on with the day. Don't have to overthink, overanalyze, rethink everything more than once, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. That sounds that sounds amazing. So um, we talked about the art if we have a look at how how it has been affecting your artwork, um, your perfectionism tendencies, how it has been affecting what how it how has it been in the way for you from from living the way you want to live, really, from doing the things that you want to do. How has perfectionism how how did it get in the way? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. With your question. art, you know, if we look at at your art is a way that you express yourself. How, right. How has um yes this trait um affected the way you can express yourself through your art? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So, you know, I would. I think in in an ideal world, I would love to be able to make the things that I want to make and that they're interesting enough to the world that they want to buy them, whether it's, you know, artwork that I produce or um, educational art, things about art that's educational, right? So teaching Photoshop courses or teaching photography courses or, you know, different things that are related to art. Uh, I feel like 
perfectionism gets in the way often because well sorry let me start over um yeah i feel like perfectionism kind of prevents me from fully expressing what it is that i want to express or from even going deeper into what ideas i could express uh because specifically artwork tends to be you know transformative in a way that you're trying to think of and share ideas that are beyond you you may be you know you, if you think of artwork over time that has changed the world it's it's often times you know communicating messages in times of grief or times of change or during revolution or you know very interesting momentous changes in the world and artists pick up their brush or pick up their pen or write or whatever to express how that impacts their life how that impacts the people around them and it can also be on a more abstract level on a higher level to kind of you know be a social commentary right and so i feel like oftentimes just thinking too much about the small details of my work prevents me from getting into anything larger and seeing the larger message of what it is that i could actually be saying with my work instead of just having something beautiful i would like to share something meaningful as well and so i mean that that's kind of more on the the deeper level you know on the yeah on the granular level you know i i tend to with my artwork i want things to look super clean and fine and so uh with when i'm painting i'll use a lot of masking tape and i'll make sure that the edges are super clean instead of just being freehand and allowing my knowing that my artistic skill and my creativity will be able to make the lines or make the circles or make the shapes properly even if it might be a little bit you know off or not perfect then it's okay that you know and so i'm trying to kind of overcome that those things and and i think actually recently uh after listening to one of your podcasts and listening to some other audiobooks and all these things about just doing the work and getting it out there and you know expressing your ideas and not getting in your own way uh, I've picked up an old painting that I started and I've been uh, just going freehand at it and it's been a lot more fun and it's, you know, it's kind of released something that makes me feel more free that I can just create what I want to create and I don't have to make it super perfect or I don't have to worry about you know, what other people are going to think or, you know, it's just creating for the sake of creating and I think that's a good thing amazing yeah wow it's so so what you're saying is that it actually letting go of trying to make it all perfect the you know the uh, the edges and and so on it actually gives you a lot more freedom or it makes you feel a lot more free to express yourself without worrying about what will others say or um, will I be judged or is this good enough so on that you feel a lot more free to express yourself and your art yeah yeah I do I think that just by embracing the fact that nothing I create can ever actually be perfect and that you know it's a kind of too grandiose of an ideal to believe that perfectionism maybe even or that something the ideal of perfection 
perfect even exists. And so that kind of letting go of that has allowed me to be on the on the more granular level when I'm just creating, just be more free with my work. And I think over time that will allow me to see from the larger perspective, like I was saying earlier, to start looking at, okay, now that I'm not so critical of the work I'm creating, what is it that I actually want to say with the work I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Thank you for sharing that. It really is. It's very inspiring. Um, so where, Josiah, where do you think it comes from? This this fear of failure, fear of not getting it perfect. Um, otherwise, you're a failure. Uh, yeah, you know, perfect or failure, uh, or the fear of being judged. Um, where, where do you think it comes from? Any. Any ideas? Yeah, that's a great question. I've I've been trying to think of it and I'm sure there's multiple levels to, to this question. Mm -hmm. um, I think as an artist, from an artistic perspective, you know, we're artists are taught different concepts and artistic theories like light and shadow and reflection and perspective and proportion and you know you want to learn how to get these things right and accurate so that they look good to the human eye and it can be really difficult to do that right and so you're kind of striving for this almost perfectionism you want it to look accurate you want it to look good and I mean it, you can certainly be abstract right you can certainly have a, an abstract style or you know, not be as perfect as it ought to be. But typically when you're in class or when you're going to school, you're they're teaching you how to get things right and how to do it the right way. And I think that oftentimes um, that, you know, school in, in school, you're demonstrating and proving your skill and proving your understanding. And you're kind of taught to follow the rules and color inside the lines. And so, mm. you know, I think that it's kind of, Color the lines. I remember that it has to. <laughs> so you used to do the inside the line, just following the line first, and then color it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of taught to, you know, seek approval from others, and taught to mm. make sure that we're doing it correctly and with enough detail in order to mm. look accurate you know and so I, th I think that that kind of has been ingrained in my head and you know on, the, on a deeper level it's it's just wanting approval from your teachers or your peers or your parents or you know different people in your life and so just trying to do the best you can to get the approval that you're often looking for or, or I, I'm saying you and I I should say myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I guess, you know, our society is so built upon that, isn't it? Our society is so much built on, uh, you know, you do something good in school, you get stars, um, you get rewards, you then, uh, everyone is like, wow, when you were thriving and you're, 
running for success and it's like wow and you start putting your self-worth in your achievements and I guess that is that you know with perfectionism it's a lot about putting your self-worth in your in what you're achieving and what you're doing uh, and if not if you're if you don't get it perfectly right then you're a failure so it's very black and white isn't it if yeah. one knows the edges or not so do you find yourself do you do you find yourself when you are doing for example the photography you're looking at the photograph photography that you have you have created that you have taken um or or a, a painting uh, you made do you find that you might be focusing on the on the flaws what what's not quite right what you think oh oh i did this wrong oh this this edge is not right or oh this color doesn't rather than maybe the 80 90% or maybe the 95% or the 99% that you have done really well yeah yeah definitely you know and i think that that also tends to if if you have done something really well and it's almost flawless and then you oops you make a mistake then it's you know you you really want to fix that one little mistake or you know so it, it uh, yeah definitely uh it can kind of cause me to overthink what i'm creating and overthink how, you know exactly yeah yeah basically yeah focusing on the flaws sometimes more than you know what's good about things and I think in photography, it's a little bit more difficult because you have to just retake the photo and sometimes you you have to change angles or you don't have the right opportunity because the opportunity is gone or, you know, things like that. But yeah, in, in artwork and painting, I definitely, I, I definitely focus more on the flaws. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because you call it law. For you, it's something that's not quite right. You know, the the at the end of a circle is not quite right, or the edge of the paper is not quite right, etc. The question is, it might be a flaw for you, but would that be flaw for somebody else? Oh, most likely not. Yeah, I mean, so many times I've gone to see my friends play uh, in their band a music show, and after the show they're like oh I messed up this this and that and I'm like I didn't couldn't tell <laughs> <laughs> yes and you find that with dancers as well they go oh I messed up one of the steps uh really I didn't see that um at all no one noticed it um, right right and so I think that goes back to you know oftentimes uh it's a it's, you know it's it's a common saying that you know, artists are their own worst critic, and it's mm -hmm. certainly true. Uh, most of the artists I know are because uh, all my friends that I've, you know, all my peers in the art world, we're all very congratulatory of each other's successes, and we're all very happy for each other when you know things have been accomplished. And of course, if, you know, if we're looking for feedback, then we'll provide critique or something and be honest, but. I think that 
we definitely give our, you know, as artists, we are our own worst critics and want everything to be, like you said, I think you're right. We assign uh, value to our self-worth based off of the results that we put out there. Yeah, and that's the interesting part, isn't it? That, or, or perhaps the most unhelpful, one of the most unhelpful parts about perfectionism, that one thing is, as you said in the beginning, many people think that perfectionism is a good thing, attention to detail, you get it just right. On the other hand, when it's not just right for you, yeah, perhaps it's perfectly fine for other people. Perfectly fine. Just draw your <laughs> attention to that. And uh, then, then the whole thing collapses. Your world collapses. Your self-worth collapses. And you doom yourself to be a failure. Not that, oh, I didn't do this picture as I wanted to, or it's the, or it's the painting that's not quite right. But it's, I am, I am a failure. So that's about your belief about yourself and who you are. And over a whole lifespan, not today, not about this painting, but I am a failure over a whole, whole lifespan. So that's a big, that's a big one, isn't it? Right, no right, wonder, yeah. No wonder it's it, it takes people down and it takes away their confidence and and their mood, affects their mood, their anxiety. So, so judging yourself that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can definitely yeah. take you down. Like I said, stop you before you even start because you're just kind of overly critical of yourself. And like you said, if, if you identify as being a failure, then you're not going to create the results in your life that you want to create because you know, as you know, as a coach, we have to really think about the future and the positive and what we can do and the possibilities instead of what we've done wrong. And so it's, I am definitely learning to embrace, you know, making mistakes and recognizing that mistakes are okay. And that, you know, they're, they're a natural part of everyday life. And that, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this too, is that one thing that when we go out into nature, we love being outdoors, not because everything is perfectly set up and, you know, very pristine and manufactured. It's because it's chaotic and it's wild and it's free. And it's, it's that kind of inner spirit inside of us that we want to let loose. And, and that's so, what we expect of it as well. We expected it. We expect it to be chaotic. We, you know, there is, there is still an order in that in that chaos, uh, in that's in that you know circle of life, as well. Uh, but we don't, you know, the leaves are not all the same color. They're not all the same size, <laughs> right? They're all they're all different, different color. The uh, trees different sizes, and so on. Um, yeah. So that's right. So if nature can be an all in all sorts of beauty different different why not us and the things that we create exactly yeah exactly yeah okay so you mentioned that you're um 
you are a lot more aware now of what is what is you know uh, causing you challenge and roadblocks that you have caused by perfectionism yeah. yeah yeah so being able to take a step back how is so how is being aware of this affecting you now yeah good question i being aware of what those kind of roadblocks are is helping me to kind of take a step back from them and whether i have to get over them or circumnavigate them go around go under you know find the side door whatever it is i'm i'm recognizing okay this is what's in my way and i'm i need to get around it to continue doing the work and i need to keep producing what it is that i want to produce you know because there's so many people out there and i think that this is also part of it especially for creative types uh constantly comparing you know there's so many people out there that you find oh this person's artwork is amazing or that person's photography is phenomenal and I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that you know and so you're constantly going back to learn new skills instead of just creating and doing what you know you can do and I think that also gets back to the messaging what is the message that you want to share versus what medium are you producing it in and so if I was only stuck with one medium then I would have to figure out what's my message instead of having this whole wide range of mediums available to me and then constantly switching from one to the other to the other because I see all these other great things that people are doing out there. So, and comparing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And comparing. So, I think it's definitely created some insight in allowing me to just keep moving forward and, you know, recognizing that it's okay to make mistakes. Everything is a test and it's okay to learn from my, you know, from the results and whether it's good or bad, and instead of uh, just kind of focusing on the, the small details, like you were saying, or the flaws and what may be inaccurate or incorrect. Mm. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing this um, with us. And I'm sure, especially those who are um, recognizing this in their in their art, whether it's music, uh, they might be musicians or dancers or photographers, um, painters. I'm sure they they will be recognizing the things that you're saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and hopefully they'll find uh, your your wise words helpful to move to move on uh, as as perfectionism is standing in the way of them unlocking their full potential to express what they're really meant to express freely right right yeah absolutely i, I yeah. agree I, I hope that more people out there are and more artists are able to see that perfectionism isn't necessarily the good thing that we thought it was or that i thought it was but it's you know it, it can definitely get in our way and as it has gotten in mind. And so I hope that other creative types and artists can recognize that as well. So yeah. like you said, to be, you know, reach their potential and create more fully. Yeah, and separating their self-worth from their work, their artwork, yeah. or their, 
uh, you know, professional life uh, and their self-worth are not, they're not connected. Uh, okay, is there anything, um, is there anything that you think we haven't covered that you would like to, to cover that you think is important? Yeah, so there were a couple of things that I jotted down uh, that I thought were kind of interesting to note. Uh, when I was going to school for art, I was taking a fibers class, and I learned that um, in, in the textiles class, um, there's a tradition in the Navajo uh, Native American tradition where weavers, like rug weavers, will in deliberately incorporate imperfections into their work as a way to kind of find a way out of their work. So wow. Yeah. How clever. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool. And then also the idea of um, Kintsukori or Kintsukoroi in Japan, where they repair broken pottery with gold to re you know reestablish and repair it and make it so that they're kind of honoring the passage of time and honoring the fact that it has been broken and recognizing that it's no longer perfect and by doing it through gold it kind of makes it even more special in a way and i think that that's really great because we should recognize that imperfections can lead us to more learning and more opportunities and i think that's it's important and so yeah, and then the last one was, um, you know, the Japanese worldview of wabi-sabi, which is uh, just acceptance of imperfection and acceptance of the impermanent and the incomplete and kind of recognizing that we, we're only here for a short time. So get out what you can and don't have to strive to make everything so perfect, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, those are those are really wise words. Thank you so much for sharing. I didn't know about the rug makers, uh, but it does make sense because you can really, over time, become really hooked up on each and every line. Must be in a perfect length or perfect uh, width, and so on, um, in a perfect way, because that's what you do all the time. So, incorporating imperfection into uh, into weaving it's really amazing isn't it yeah yeah and there's also there's other examples of it too in other countries around the world and other traditions and so it's really fascinating how people have incorporated imperfection into their work and into their artwork to recognize that it's it's okay and that it can actually signify something beautiful yeah and and when you were saying you know about it's okay to make mistakes if it's okay uh, that it's imperfect because in reality it's subjective perfect is is subjective isn't it totally yeah so what's exactly. perfect you know when we say oh that's perfect uh yeah but not for somebody else i think maybe that thing fits perfectly into that corner but my husband may think that no that doesn't fit that corner at all so um so it's all subjective what we think is 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 great <laughs> right, <laughs> as well right. right and and the cost is important as well um wh what what is the cost you mentioned for example that you found yourself spending a lot of time uh, writing an email in a lot of details giving more than 
what they needed from you and going back to sentences and correcting and recorrecting them and so on. And the cost, I guess, is your time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Time, energy. So there's, yeah. you know, what's the cost? What's the gain as well? So um, so that's, I guess, an important one to keep in, in mind uh, what it is costing you. And when yeah. you said mistakes, uh, yeah, part of growth, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> learn and mm -hmm. move on. Yeah, that 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 was really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been really amazing having you here as a guest. And I'm sure our audience got a lot out of it too. Thank you for the wise words as well. Awesome. Much, Eileen. It's been a pleasure to be here. And it's been such an honor to be on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in I'm a Perfectionist, Get Me Out of Here podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave stars and a review. Help me spread the word by sharing this with your friends and family. My practical manual, Transformation Through the Power of Quotes, will help you or someone you know get through tough times and feel happier. It is now available on Amazon paperback and Kindle. You can also check out our website, mindandmood.co.uk. Thank you again. And remember, imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Bye for now.